Chris Sabbath, and you're listening to Bite. Good evening and welcome to the Gaming Mall. As always, I am your host, Eamon Anderson, and joining me tonight are two returning guests. Please welcome back... Adam Sellers. And over here we got... Ian Pemberton. All right, and for those of you listening in the future, we are recording on November 3rd, 2016. Uh, so from you two, uh, from you two guys, uh, do you have any updates or anything like that? Uh, games you've been playing, something you want to talk about? Well, recently, I uh, Rage Quit Dark Souls 2, the DLC. That's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it that much, but uh, <laughs> I picked back up on uh, Skyrim because Special Edition came out. Sure. Yeah, and that's a huge and, deal. Yeah, and I've done a uh, first time that a lot of people would be surprised I did for a first time after, you know, five years of the game. Uh, finally played a Stealth Archer. That's, stealth uh, Archer. I was about to say, that's uh, almost everyone I've talked to is just thinks they're really cool because they discovered a stealth archer and I'm like you and everyone else man wait I, di- um, I didn't want to be a stealth archer I wanted huh. to be a stealth stabber but it just sort of happened yeah because yeah. archery is very convenient <laughs> it's like long distance stabbing really if you think about it I mean yeah on. that's it's a philosophical <laughs> that, that, that's, how, that's how you gotta think about the it the are basically just long daggers anyway so with <laughs> the special edition I heard there were some problems with the sound have you run into anything with that uh not, not really because I don't because I'll be honest, a lot of games I don't really play with the sound. Okay. Uh, like yeah, you just put on like some music or whatever. Yeah, some, or I'll put on like uh, another podcast or whatever. Sure. Or I'll just put on like a TV show and just you know. Yeah. Multitask. Got, got Netflix going in the background and stuff yeah. like that. I, I could never do that. My brain can't handle it. But yeah, if you guys haven't heard about that, there was uh, they compressed the fi- sound files for yeah. it, and really? so yeah. it only has like half of the sound capability of the old files. That seems completely yeah. contrary to what the Ultimate Edition should be. Right, with and the, like one of the things that was talked about most was like the level up noise mm-hmm. kind of just falls flat. Uh, um, now, for mm. most people, they can't really tell because, I mean, not a ton of people have super great stereo systems <laughs> that yeah. they're using. Because uh, you do kind of need a, a speaker that's actually going to show you the difference. Um, yeah, I mean, like but, if you have junky headphones that right. you got for five bucks at right. like Radio Shack when it was still in business. Right. And, uh, so most people aren't going to be bothered. But if for, for those audiophiles out there, they're going to be irritated. <laughs> They already are irritated, uh, but they are going to be patching that. Um, they've already s- said that they're working on that. So, cool news there. Uh, well, yeah. But yeah. did you have any updates, Ian? Any games uh, you played? I've gotten way too into League of Legends. Oh, boy. I, uh, I am very sorry that uh, this happened to you, know. my child. My, my salt intake has increased as yeah. a result. Um, yeah. Salt, of course, meaning rage induced by uh, multiplayer games. Just, Irritation. Just drink yeah. plenty of water. Stingy. I've been I've been trying to get back to uh, I was playing through Kingdom Hearts three, which is like my big guilty Kingdom pleasure. Kingdom Hearts two? Well, no, it's Kingdom Hearts three D, which is a really weird title. Oh, the, the triple D, the yeah, one yeah, that yeah, was yeah. On, yeah, the three DS. Gotcha. Uh, which is really fun, but just it's it's really weird. I don't Are know. you playing the? Uh, wasn't that one of the remastered ones, or is that one of the ones? No, that's it's on a 2. new 8? one. It's entirely new. Well, yeah, well, it's it's going to be on two point eight. Uh, that's what I need. But yep. um, as of until two point eight is released, it is a three DS so, exclusive. So you're playing so, it on the three DS. Yes, I am. Gotcha. Um, awesome. And usually I keep the three D off because it's annoying. <laughs> you and everyone else. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's most three DS games. Because I yeah, don't need a migraine I mean, today. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just inconvenient. I mean, as all. <laughs> you know, you don't need your eyes to stop growing over prolonged exposure and things like. that. It, 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 like, it, actual health warnings on the 3DS. It's, um, it's more so I can't keep it still. Yeah, I mean, it, the new 3DS did have the, uh, yeah, the face I, lock thing. I, I have nice. the new 3DS, mm. okay. which makes it a little better. It but does. I have an OG. Huh? I have an OG, and we'll sure. probably still have an OG until a game pushes me to buy the new one. Gotcha. I'm actually going to be picking up the uh, the special Pokemon one that came out this week. Cool. Ooh, mm-hmm. I didn't know new ones were coming out still. Yeah, they they had a uh, new 3DS XL that was um, for Sun and Moon, and it's got the two yeah. legendaries on it and stuff. So I'm picking that up tonight on my way home. Nice, uh, nice, cool. nice. Cool. Yeah, my brother likes Pokemon or something, so it's ah. for him. But uh, okay, okay, sure it is. Ju- <laughs> 
Hey. <laughs> uh, but jumping into news today, guys, uh, we've got some console updates. Uh, last week, or two weeks ago now, uh, we talked about the Nintendo Switch, um, and there's some more Nintendo news in their consoles. Uh the Wii U is potentially ending production. There was a lot of rumors about that. Now, since then, Nintendo did come out with, um, I can't remember who it was, some official from Nintendo, has said that the, nothing is changing. Um, the reports was that uh, tomorrow, Friday the 4th, was going to be the last day of production. And they were going to stop after that. He says that is not true. Production is not changing. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think it's maybe a little too soon to stop production on it? Or? I mean, I remember the rumors like before the NX was the Switch is that the NX would not necessarily replace the Wii U. Like, who were who were they kidding when they said that though? Yeah, I mean, it's going to replace the Wii U because the Wii U is, I mean, it's less it's powerful. A console, isn't it? It's yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a console. It's, this is their next console. It's it's not like it's going to be the Virtual Boy, which is just going to flop, and then everyone's going to go back to the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, the NX has potential. Or the Switch. Well, it yeah, has potential. Switch. It's so hard to start calling it the Switch, because I've known it as the NX, as for, NX like, for so, so many months. Yeah, and something about Switch doesn't quite roll off the tongue for me. It doesn't. I mean, as much as the it, NX. It fits the title, but it's not exactly a catchy title. Yeah. It's yeah. the Switch. Like, you can switch from a controller to a gamepad, just it, like that. It explains the console, but it's not... It, you, yeah. Like, you don't remember it, I guess? Well, mm. Nintendo nomenclature is always pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you already started there a little bit, Adam. Uh, do you want to tell us what you think about the Switch since you weren't on last uh, time? Yeah, the Switch, uh, it looks pretty good. Like, it's there isn't a whole lot that gets me, like, riled up for it. I mean, it's just a new console, and it's new, and it's doing a lot of new stuff. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm The one thing I am excited for, like, game-wise, is the new Zelda, which looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Breath a of the Wild. A lot of people are yeah. super mm-hmm. hype about that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that looks cool. And uh, it's weird to see, like, the console, which is basically just the base, which is just the touchpad, if I'm correct. Well, um, they haven't really said anything about that being a touchscreen yet, I don't well, think. I did see a report on Reddit the other day mm-hmm. that had the, it, it had a list of everything that was confirmed for the Switch, and I didn't check the sources, so I don't know if it's confirmed legitimate. For the Switch. I was about but to say, I don't know. It did say it had five-finger touch support. Okay. So, and I... I think it. I think it's a possibility. I think it would be what yeah. Nintendo would skew for. Well, and I know a lot of people were kind of flaunting around like confirmed stuff uh, that was actually just from all the patents yeah. that they had filed. So, and that, those are just going to be a. Grand those bag. are all over the place. Yeah. I just don't know a lot because all I know is from the trailer. And That's all anyone knows, really. Yeah. So you know, it's hard to make any specific judgments. I mean, it looks pretty cool. It's trying something new, and who knows? It might work. I. I can tell you right now, it's probably going to do way better than the Wii U did. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. that wouldn't be too hard to do. Well, for uh, once, it's a <laughs> brand new name. Right? Yeah, yeah it's and not they, confusion. They had the right <laughs> yeah. marketing. There was a post I saw on Reddit where, uh, I don't know if I talked about this before, but um, a guy was talking about how he showed his seven-year-old daughter the commercial for the Switch, and she just looked at him and she said, well, so it's a, a console that you can pick up and play and take it anywhere. And he was just like, yeah, that's... They they exactly demonstrated what they needed to. This is what the console does. There's no confusion about it like there was with the Wii U. It was definitely an awesome conceptual trailer. And the audio audio design is fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, the song was perfect. the The sound effects were perfect. It was it was just uh, overall a good trailer. I, uh, something about the uh, the soundtrack didn't quite do it for me because originally I'd watched it without sound, and then I watched it with sound. I'm oh, like, yeah. that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't quite that. Yeah, so I uh, don't have any official yays or nays about waiting the... until January mostly. Yeah, just yeah. Wa- just wait until we hear some more about it. You Absolutely. don't want to get too hyped up. Yeah, then your expectations because are that's way what the initial high. trailer does is kind of hypes you up. Mm-hmm. But you know, a well, lot of people is, like me are too are not susceptible to hype. Right. Well, mm-hmm. and it is really conceptual at the moment still. So it, yeah. it was yeah. a proof of concept. It, trailer, it's definitely really. the uh, reserved optimism that I'm feeling too. Um, if there's and, anything I learned from Bethesda, <laughs> <laughs> um, but and that looks like it's holding true for a lot of people um, on I not IGN uh, Game Informer. They actually have a little survey on the side. Uh, how, how are you guys feeling about the Switch? Um, 
and most of the people are saying either I'm excited, but also I need to know more, and just sort of a reserved yeah. optimism. Um, very few people were like, Nintendo's dirty and I don't want to buy them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there were a decent amount of people who were just like, I don't care what Nintendo does, I'm just going to buy it regardless. Um, I mean, well, it's but, Nintendo. You got, I mean, there, I mean, Nintendo that, that's the same with all does have, you know? yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, they have their loyal supporters. Absolutely. Who are definitely going to buy it and love <laughs> and it. And they also have their hateful fans who hate everything that comes from Nintendo. It's like, oh, it's new. Yeah. It's, they're trying to be innovative. You I'm, can't do that. I'm just kind of wondering, what does anyone in specific have to hate about the Switch? Uh, I, I think that's mostly going to be about people who have just lost faith in Nintendo. And yeah, then also and I can understand that. Nintendo has had a lot of supply problems and stuff yes, like that, too. Especially um, with the, the Amiibos. Amiibos, new whole... 3DSs when those launch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, any of their games. Uh, also pretty difficult to get a hold of. Yeah, and there was there was the whole thing with the new 3DSs where they didn't come with chargers. Yeah, they still don't. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. no I, mean, they, I mean, they just assume you have one at this point, um, which I get, but also... That's that's not a good decision <laughs> yeah, no. for Americans. I know they're only like 10 bucks, but come on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, chargers break. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, and if you people are... Tr- trading in their old DS because, you know, it is backwards compatible. I don't need this old DSi anymore. I have a 3DS. You have to, generally speaking, trade that with the charger. Otherwise, they mm-hmm. won't accept it, which means you have to buy a new charger. Right. Or, so either know. way, you're yeah. buying a new charger, whether you're keeping your old one buy- or buying a new one to uh, sell with your old one. Um, so yeah, so regardless, it, it's a diff- sticky situation anyway. Um, but the other console that has had some news is the uh, Xbox One and Xbox One S. Mm-hmm. Um so, and that, that's, I guess, where we'll start. Uh, they are talking about the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and the Scorpio, uh, already referring to it as the Xbox One family of consoles. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's similar to how um, PlayStation had similar marketing speak when uh, they launched the PS4, and people were still not moving over from the PS3 and stuff, and it was the PlayStation family. You had the 3, the 4, and the Vita. Um, were the, the family of consoles. Um, well, yeah, and the the Vita was, um, you know, kind of interesting. Oh yeah, I mean the Vita, is, it's a neat piece of equipment. It, it had a lot of work. power behind yeah. it, but that was kind of the problem, right? And I was I was even reading, um, well, it wasn't it was a I think it was a video from uh, Extra Credits that talked about how a lot of consoles didn't succeed because they were the most powerful. But because they had the most games on them and because they were the sure. easiest to make games for. So, and the, yeah. the, the Vita had that problem. Uh, yeah, I, I, I seem to recall it having both coding problems uh, and also the control scheme was just so unique that yeah. it's not like you could port like a 3DS game over to it very efficiently. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> PS Vita just never surprised me or like convinced mm. me for, about anything. Well, and it just didn't have the games on it. That yeah, and I, the all the good games on it are just games that you can play on console yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I would have bought one if it wasn't a hundred and it's not even dropped from a hundred and seventy dollars. Two hundred for a new one. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I would have bought one if it was one twenty, one hundred, just because you know why I've not? I've always enjoyed mine, but it is definitely and an odd not? piece and, of technology. You know, hack it for emulation. <laughs> There's that. There's <laughs> That, which that. plenty of people do. Um, yeah, but that, it's and, a wonderful piece of hardware. Yeah, that and portable gaming basically just has like two big things right now. That's like mobile phones and like Nintendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But back to the Xbox One uh, and what Phil Spencer was saying. Um, we the families that he's talking about is he's trying to get across the fact that this isn't like a new console. It's not the marking of a new generation or anything. It's like that. just like an extension of this one, right? Is it's, what he's saying. What he's trying to get across is that it's almost like a high end PC versus the mid range or low end to the S and the uh, the original model. Well, it's funny that you say that because even the the uh, the Scorpio is the most advanced one, right? Scorpio, yeah, that's the one coming out next year. Yeah, the 1S is the mid-range, and the 1 is, like, the normal one. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Scorpio has about the power of a mid-range PC next year. and (laughs) Projected, of course, but yes. Well, (laughs) projected, yeah. Um, But that kind of breaches the argument of PCs versus consoles, and... um, Adam, what what do you think like the line is drawn between PCs and consoles uh, in terms of? I mean, like I feel like consoles are just like its own thing, and I don't know. Like 
it's it's weird because like nowadays it is sort of like PCs and consoles share the same games but back in but you know you go back to like the 80s and the 90s it they was, had exclusives it was totally different sure. mar- it was like almost completely different markets like you know like there would there would be some games that they would share like Doom but like PCs and consoles had completely different games for with like the completely different setups. Well, I mean, you just had Civ Six come out on PC, and yeah. uh, I mean, a lot of the indie scene is still over on yeah, uh, and PC. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, PC Steam. game, yeah, PCs mm-hmm. and consoles have still have exclusives. Like, you probably won't be able to play like any of the Civ games on consoles. More than likely, yeah. there, there have been a few, but not a ton. That would, yeah. that would be rough. Um, but yeah, and in that way too. Um, there's a lot of concern about if you know they're coming out with the Scorpio or customers of Xbox, are they going to feel slighted that you know we yeah. just got the Slim this year, we just got Xbox One three years ago or somewhere in between there, and now you're coming out with this one? Are they going to feel like they're missing out on something because they don't have the Scorpio? Yeah, and in in the interview, uh, Phil Spencer mm-hmm. was his name. He talked about how uh, it was kind of he the idea that he said suggested was that Xbox One is now a family of consoles, mm-hmm. with finger quotes, and um, if you wanted a more powerful Xbox One, you could get it, but if you you know wanted to scrounge and you didn't really care, right. then you could get the lower end. And he also mentioned, too, that, look, if you're worried about having the optimized version of this game, the best game that you can play, you're already missing out on that because you're on a console. <laughs> like, you're, yeah, it, I mean, that's too late. That ship has sailed. It, it is done. Um, so that I think that was an interesting point too, and I know that's something that on uh, previous seasons of the show has been brought up more than a few times. Yeah. Um, it was uh, almost a catchphrase for uh, uh, former host uh, Spencer Neaton. Uh, mm-hmm. um, PC master race, right? Uh, so, and something else that was interesting in the interview is um, Oculus. Oculus Rift was brought up very briefly because uh, Phil Spencer kind of shot it like, down. They forgot about it. Well, or, and, well it's not, not even forgot, that. It, but... They just they have completely distanced themselves from it. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. because of the bad PR that uh, yeah. they've been getting. So and, yeah, we talked about that on a previous episode, too. I can't remember if you guys were on any of those, but it was um, the head of Oculus uh, was... He did something for Donald Trump. He, he donated. He, he donated to Donald Trump. Um, did he create memes? I don't know, he might have or something. I don't know. But I know he did something that he, was... He made, uh, uh, how are we going donations. from video games to Donald Trump to memes? In, I, I don't know. In one no small idea. topic, but apparently. <laughs> in, less than a, in less than half a minute. Yeah, half a second is amazing. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, the distancing it from Oculus is kind of interesting because there so far isn't really um, a VR headset that we've been able to look at for the Xbox One. Um, do you guys think that's something that they're partnering, maybe going to be partnering with uh, HTC or uh, one of the other VR companies that are starting up? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on VR, to be honest, because it doesn't appeal to me that much. Have it's you, have it's you like one? not advanced uh, enough. No. Okay. So maybe that's why, because I'm poor and I never tried one. <laughs> it's okay. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. But but yeah, like it looks interesting, but I don't really follow it, so I don't have too much of a say. Because again, oh, yeah. I don't fo- I don't follow it to be honest. Sure. Well, you 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 said that they might partner with uh, HTC Vive or mm-hmm. um, someone else, but their Microsoft is actually they announced a new headset not too long ago. Well, they they announced their AR headset, uh, which was was it? I AR? can never remember. I, thought, what it I was. know it, they they had a press conference and they said it was six point location technology yeah, in headset. I can't remember. It's like the Hololens. Something like that. I I don't think it actually had a name. It was just Microsoft VR. But um, yeah, the Hololens is the Microsoft, um, I guess, answer to VR. But it is uh, an AR unit where it's a um, clear, uh, like a clear window. And it overlays stuff into your environment. Oh, I thought it was mm-hmm. VR. That was no. a little confusing. Yeah, well, sure. and they have been really quiet about it because that was revealed two years ago at E3. And oh, really? They haven't mm-hmm. really talked about it. <laughs> so HoloLens is basically just a nice background for when you're playing games. Is that what I'm getting from? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe, but no. It's more uh, if, if you think about Pokemon Go, it's more that sort of stuff. Uh, it, but on a it, larger scale. 
then it potentially kind of, it kind of makes sense in that sense. Larger and smaller, whereas uh, Pokemon Go, you can obviously run around and everything. Uh, Hololens is going to be a headset that you have to wear, and I assume it's going to be connected to your Xbox, uh, similar to how the PlayStation VR works, or your mm-hmm. PC. Probably, uh, I assume with Microsoft, they'll they'll make it um, just Windows. Well, um, they'll functional. they'll certainly try. Yeah, um, but it'll be interesting to see what that is because that's definitely a branch that um, has not been explored as much. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, but they also talked about at the end of the interview um, IPs for this generation. Uh, I can't remember who was doing the interview from IG or not IG. I did it again. It Game, was Informer. From Game Informer. Game <laughs> Informer. Oi. Um, Game Informer asked them, uh, asked Phil Spencer about like you know. With the Xbox, uh, the original Xbox, you had stuff like Halo come out and stuff. And with the 360, you had Gears of War come out. And uh, these big series that are still getting sequels today, and it really defined what those consoles were. Um, And we haven't really seen something like that yet, at least not currently. It's something that could easily come back in hindsight. I think we talked about that a little bit last time, too. But uh, is there anything that you guys think might stand out? uh, I don't know. I'm not a. I've been distant from consoles for a while, especially Xbox. So I don't know. Okay. Certainly, yeah, I feel you there. Um, well, there was they were making a lot of hype about Watch Dogs and Titanfall being the new IPs of this generation. Well, and, and Watch Dogs was still Ubisoft, and that was a third party. And even though yeah. technically Titanfall was a third party too, that wasn't exclusive initially. So. Initially, mm-hmm. it, it eventually went to PC. Well, it, the, it was PC. Sure. It was PC, Xbox One, and then the sequel on everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me entirely. Yeah. And that's because they made a deal with uh, EA, who is the publisher on that. Mm. Um, so yeah, so basically for me, Xbox is still completely unimpressive to me. <laughs> and even yeah. th- even though I don't really own that many current gen consoles, the only one I own is, is a Wii U. Mm-hmm. I would sooner get a PS4 just because. Just because, you know, exclusives and IPs. Sure. Yeah, mostly because of Bloodborne. Right. Because, that, oh, Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodborne, Eyes of Heaven, probably some other game that I've forgotten about. So, on that note, though. They have some good exclusives. Last Guardian. For compared uh, yeah, to that. yeah there there absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for Gravity Rush 2. I'm weird, but it's okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But on that note, too, I remember reading an article at one point about um, mascots and stuff like that. And how, you know, there used to be this drive towards um, getting the mascot for your company or the mascot for your console. Nintendo obviously has been huge on that since day one. Uh, they literally yeah. make a game yeah. series they about mascots let... beating the crap out of each other. It's <laughs> exactly. Me, yeah. they, they won't let Mario die um, because that would be the death of Nintendo as well. He's um, basically the Mickey Mouse of the yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, and even, when they, even <laughs> exactly. when they did the Switch announcement, they had Mario like peeking out from behind a shower right. curtain, which I thought was weird, <laughs> but... Yeah, I posted I missed it on my that. Facebook, and I was, I was just like, okay. I, I missed that. Is... All I remember was, like, the dog and Skyrim on the plane and the big Splatoon tournament. But absolutely. Well, no, it wasn't in the trailer, but it was, I don't know. Right, but... yeah, no, it was with the so- social media announcement. Like, yeah. hey, check tomorrow. Um, yeah. But definitely so... what you were talking about with uh, Mickey Mouse, that's absolutely what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it's Disney's mis- mascot. Right. Well, and uh, PlayStation used to have that, too. You know, it had Crash. It had Jack, eventually. It well, had and even Tomb those Raider. were third-party mascots. Well, th- th- those not those. Really? Yeah, no, that's um, Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter were both uh, Naughty Dog, which is owned by Sony. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then, uh, I now, knew it was Naughty Dog. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. know Naughty the, Dog was part of the... And, and still, you know, they had their own exclusives that mm-hmm. they liked, like Metal Gear and Final Fantasy. They had a lot yeah. more exclusives. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and absolutely. That's, they, that's what was cool about the PlayStation was that so many exclusives, so many, like, icons. Alucard, Metal Gear, yeah. But uh, that's something that I think maybe um, died off a little bit in this last generation with the 360 and PS3. Outside of Nintendo, I mean, the PS3 and the 360, did they really have, like, mascots that you can think of? I don't know. Like, well, Nathan Drake is still kind of big. I think Nathan, Nathan Drake is Drake, probably absolutely. the closest one. I think you're well, absolutely And then right. Master Chief, but... But again, that's kind of holdover from the other one, from yeah. the previous generation. They, they've yeah. not really reformed themselves or like remodeled themselves for this new generation, mm-hmm. and that kind of it seems stale. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think stale. at this point, Master Chief has almost uh, fallen from grace a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. By the time Halo Six comes, he's basically just going to be like a corpse to the <laughs> Halo part to, to Cor- the Xbox party. A corpse party. in a set of armor. <laughs> he, t- he takes off the helmet, and it's just a skull. 
it's it's the uh, it's the Gears of War skull. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Mar- you know? Marcus Phoenix yeah. takes his takes his throne. <laughs> um, old Marcus. Marcus <laughs> well, can fit into the hey, armor. Mar- Marcus is old news. All right, JD's where it's at least. Oh, JD. JD the new... Phoenix is the yeah. new the new Phoenix. And after that, um, Xbox son. will be the mascot. Yeah. But um, no, uh, I, the marketing with mascots and stuff, and uh, that there is this idea that there's uh, the mascot age is over, um, and that we've moved on into this more, I guess, mature area. Uh, of yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the mascot era died around the 2000s, I feel. And part yeah, of that, I think the PS2 and Xbox. Part of it came yeah. with the maturation of gamers, you know, when oh, when sure. they had that mascots, too. that was kind of marketing to children. Yeah, it's like who, check and, out this wacky character. Yeah, and now they've grown up, you know. The they, further we've moved away from uh the NES's marketing strategy of this is a toy, um, yeah. yeah. The further we've moved away from that, the less of that you get uh, get a feel for, I think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas Nintendo is still holding on to that because they still often do market it as well. But even a toy. even the Switch, you saw adults mm-hmm. were the basically the only people who played it. I don't yeah, think I saw one kid in the stuff, entire yeah. mm-hmm. you know trailer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I that's absolutely correct. It was a lot of twenty thirties stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Nintendo is mostly mostly selling through nowadays. Like other than kids who have like. The money and the parents to buy it it's a lot a lot of what i hear is just like you know adults who grew up on nintendo mm-hmm. you know including myself who are attracted to a lot of what nintendo makes right but uh we also have uh, some news from various developers uh from the past two weeks um so we're going to start out with the fully independent developer on this list uh the outsiders which is a brand new startup um, did you guys check out that trailer that they put Yeah. Out? Uh, it was... Well, like, uh, for those who haven't seen it, if you want to explain it. Yeah, it's called... Uh, pro- the, well, the working title is Project White. Project um, White, spelled W-I-G-H-T. W-I-G-H-T, yeah, as uh, in the uh, the monster or spirit. Um, the Game of Thrones Whites? Similar, yeah, that sort of yeah. that sort of deal. Drawn but... from kind of the same <clears throat> mythology, yeah. right? Sort of, and it, that is a uh, a Norse mythology yes. um, that they're drawing from there. And so the general concept of the game is that you're playing as um, presumably a white. They just called it a monster. Um, I mean, I assume given the project title, they they, that it's a they white, might as but... well just say it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm assuming that's what they're called. Yeah, um, yeah. Now it's come back to me. Like I kind of forgot, and now it's like, oh yeah, the Viking horror game that I heard about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would even call it a horror game. It's, when you put Vikings it. in it, it's not. It's no longer a horror game because it's Vikings. Oh, that's not true. Have you seen the Hellblade stuff? Hellblade. Oh I'm man. Not, no, this doesn't. This is. Ah, uh, you guys don't know about Hellblade. Uh, what is it? Okay, yeah. No, so that's from um, Team Ninja is the studio doing that, and they did oh, uh, Enslaved oh, no. Odyssey of the East. Uh, oh Heaven, no. Heaven Sword. No, not Heaven. Y- you know what else Team Heavenly Ninja Blade. did? Um, there's I don't a few different remember. things, but. Well, one in particular, the one that shall not be named. Then let's not. Other M. Did it. Yeah. They did. They did Other wasn't M. That, wasn't that team? I, I'm shaking I always, my head. I get confused. I, I almost have no respect for Team Ninja, but you may continue <laughs> with your story. That's fine. No, not, you see, now i got to know. Uh, let's see. Dead or Alive is another series that they've worked they on. They have done Dead or Alive. Uh, let's see. Team Ninja, you know what we did. <laughs> that is a... Well, you a know what? Maybe, maybe I'm tagline I with getting a double the wrong, meaning. I, I mixed up. Team Ninja is a different one. Team Ninja. Oh, well, because they, they did Theory. Nine, they did so Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Theory Ninja is the one Ninja that I was thinking. Okay, I get okay. them mixed up all then the time. Then you're right. You're right. All has been forgiven. They, yeah. They, they have Ninja across the top, and they've got like this red logo. Both of them do, and it's really yeah. confusing to me. Um, but Ninja Theory is, is the enslaved and. Um, uh, Heavenly uh, Heavenly Sword. Heavenly uh, Sword. And all mm. those. Um, but they have a new one coming out called Hellblade, which is Heavenly Sword Hellblade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> jokes. Uh, but <sighs> they, it's a, like a psychological horror action. So the gameplay almost looks like a Dark Souls sort of thing where it's an over-the-shoulder third person. Uh, it's sword fighting, and there's a lot of dodging and trying to find the opening and stuff like that. But you're playing as Sinua, um, who is a 
Celtic uh, Celtic woman um, and a warrior, and she has um, some sort of mental problem. I can't remember what it is. Um, so it's like Bloodborne, basically. I think she's a sociopath. So it's like Bloodborne, basically. Kind of. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that entire game, you shed the blood of your enemies. Well, she's... And you heal from it, her, even. Her problem is that she has these multiple personalities that are manifesting via hallucinations, and she's having to deal with all of that while also perceiving her environment differently from how other people would because of these problems. Oh. So it's really cool. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, you should. That goes for you too, audience. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> you have to be if you're hearing this. So, ha. Um, but, <laughs> he shows you. We gotcha. We gotcha. Um, but it looks really cool. Um, I don't even remember how we started talking about Hellblade. but Project White. I got too excited. Yeah, pro- yeah Project you White. You got Project super White. excited about White. Yeah. Project um, White, Viking War. Vikings, all that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. the... the, the Hella, Hellblade is all about her Celtic, her band of Celts, uh, her village gets wiped out by Viking invaders. Um, so she is having this journey into the Viking camp that also turns into a Dante's Inferno hellscape sort of thing as she's going and hallucinating and all Which that stuff. Which is kind of parallel to uh, Project White. Potentially. Because yeah. Vikings. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Basically the big, Vikings. The big difference, though, is that you're playing as the monster in Project White. Hmm. Yeah, so you're actually playing as the creepy golem-like creature. <laughs> yeah, the white caves, um, and it, it looks really interesting. I don't know. Did you guys watch the trailer, both of you? Or? Yeah, uh, I think I watched I, it. I I was going to look at it, then I forgot. It I happens. skipped down on it. Yeah, it I'm well, sorry. It, I forgot that existed, and then you brought it up, and I'm like, that existed, and I was going to look <laughs> oh, into yeah, it. It is. It I was, is. It happens. Weirdly, both rememberable and forgettable. Kind of. Yeah, to me, I mean, I, it's one of those things that because it's um, a horror game with Vikings, but that sounds so weirdly generic. Well, and it's in a way it, the it's definitely like a concept sort of thing. It Again, is it's very a pitch, much a concept. It's, yeah, it's something that I don't think we're gonna see until maybe two or three years from oh, now. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. It is, it is a ways off, but as far as a concept goes, it looks really neat. Um, it's interesting. I'm hoping to see maybe the animations be a little less canned. Than they were yeah. in that. Uh, yeah, they obviously were, yeah. just a little tech demo sort of thing almost. Well, so yeah, and not a big deal. The trailer uh, it had one of the designers talking over it, or was it? it yeah, had someone it had, who made um, the game. Goldfarb. Uh, I can't remember Goldfarb. his first name, but um, he was guy's last name was Goldfarb. He talking has over on, the game. Yeah, he he was narrating the whole thing, uh, explaining yeah. what was going on. Um, it made it feel a little scripted. <laughs> It By was, a little, yeah. I mean, very, very scripted. But, uh, I mean, those things are. I mean, that's just they, how they work. They have to be, but, almost. Um, now, these guys, uh, the Outsiders, Goldfarb's the head of the studio. They are um, veterans of both Battlefield and Payday. Um, oh. So that's kind that's, of an interesting background yeah. for it. Uh, I guess they got tired of their normal shooters and stuff. And yeah, they're just I mean, like, all right, you know what? We're going to go do this wacky, almost horror thing. Let's like, let's go off the rails. <laughs> yeah. No one will know. Um, It'll be a total surprise. We'll make millions. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, well, catch them off guard. I, I, I'll be honest. Uh, in the trailer, it showed you as a young, we'll just call him white. At the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might as well be a white because, mm-hmm. I mean... We've been calling and it white all this time. <laughs> you were you were chased after by these Vikings with torches and swords, and you jumped from a very high uh, bridge into caves below, and then it showed like an adolescent white, mm-hmm. and he was just or it was just wreaking havoc on a village. And I'm kind of wondering. And it could fly. Yeah, it could basically <laughs> fly because it just like glided off a, a cliff. Built-in wingsuit. I, I was wondering how it was going to outdo the Vikings. Yeah, it's yeah, it just caused three Viking edition. <laughs> no, it it, uh, it pops out this like wingsuit bat-like thing and like just flies yeah. down on the camp and stuff. It's really cool. And I I just kind of wonder, can you make a game? Can you make a horror game with a with a protagonist as capable as that? Well, because the Vikings didn't seem that threatening, not, even to the well, as- adolescent, because they just walked very slowly towards you and they right, didn't try to shoot right. at you. And with obviously, it is again scripted. They don't very wa- much. So. They don't want to die while they're trying to show you their game. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, that's going to be something that um, similar to something like say Outlast. The AI is yeah. going to need to be big. 
Like at the selling point of Outlast for me, in a lot of ways, is just the AI. They're um, always chasing after you. Because if the AI is no good, it's not going to be a good game. Because the entire game is the AI finding. Yeah, it's it's kind of like <laughs> so. it's. Uh, have either of you two heard of uh, Hello Neighbor? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that that game looks absolutely dumb. Really? Ooh, I've seen. I thought I've, it was interesting. It, it's an interesting concept, but I feel like it's very lackluster from what I've seen. Well, for now, it isn't like super alpha right now. But if you do, you want to describe it to the audience, or? Uh, I'll describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a game where you're trying to go into this guy's house. This guy who's like big buff mustachio, Mister Rogers he's looking guy. He's kind of Pixar looking. Yeah, it looks hard to, Yeah, it's trying to be a horror thing, but like it's too colorful, and the guy looks <laughs> too much like uh, buff Ned Flanders to actually be horrifying. Yikes! I don't know. That sounds horrifying. Ned, Ned Flanders kind, is bad enough. I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of creepy, but like it really wears down after a while. It's well, mostly just about the jump. What's the yeah. selling point, though? Uh, everyone's been playing on YouTube. That's what's the selling point. Well, well no, yeah, other than that's that, modern obviously. horror games. <laughs> Yeah, that's just how it is. It, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's a horror game. People will buy it because oh, that's nice. It's horror. Fighters. Also, it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go around. I don't want to exactly say it's new concept, but like, it's a kind of fresh concept. Like going to another person's house. Well, no. Do you not know about this? Uh, hmm. I would be surprised. The, the, I was going to say, share if you got an the whole interesting selling point behind it is that the AI of the neighbor's house you go into learns every time you go there. Oh, I so, don't. I didn't yeah, realize didn't that. that. No, I didn't if watch. You, I didn't watch a lot of videos about it. If you go in through the front door, eventually he will wait for you, or he'll put down bear traps, or he will bar the front door. Yeah, if you I'm, shut down the power, he'll put a bear trap by the power switch. Yeah, all I know is that bear traps are insta death. Not always. the The latest version that I saw, um, the house was almost too big because I mean, the the guy I saw play it could literally roam around the entire house, and yeah, I mean, yeah. he all was I, basically oh. fine. All I saw was like, like the like the one I can recall the most is just like this ten minute edited playthrough of it, where you get to the door, like where you're supposed to go, and then the game's over. Yeah. So I don't think I got too much from it, but, you know. Well, it is an alpha. It's super early. I know. And that's why I don't really care for it, because it is really early. But no. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I that's something I hadn't heard of. I know um, adaptive AI can occasionally be difficult. Um, if, yeah. if only because a lot of the time you know it's an adaptive AI because you've heard them talking about it or you've just realized that that's what it's doing, and then you just trick it. Wasn't yeah. that the thing for uh, the Mr. Freeze fight in Arkham City? Which I thought kind was kind cool. of that was a that was a more simulated one. It, so there were like five options you could hit him with. Yeah, you and had to use you had different to check each yeah. one off the list, kind of. Yeah, that was cool, but you know, again, it's it's not as in depth as th- as like AI is going to go later on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Hopefully. absolutely. Yeah, but uh, no, the idea of having a horror game where you're the monster but also vulnerable is. Interesting. It sounds interesting, but I don't. They would have to be very, very careful to pull it off correctly. Well, I'd say. and I mean, the if uh, I, I don't know what Battlefield they worked on, but if they were the people who worked on Battlefield Hardline, that's Visceral Games, the creators of Dead Space. Ooh. So uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's the Battlefield they worked on, but if that is the case. And they, Visceral Games is no joke. They could also draw inspiration from uh, the only other game I can think of where you're like fully capable. Mm-hmm. But I say I'd say I was still terrified when I played it. Um, Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four. Uh, yes, it's a good game. Cool. Excellent game because yeah. you can still make your way through the game, but you still feel like you could die at any moment, and it's still yeah. very terrifying because Absolutely. of the audio design. It, and yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice thing of doing. It's a nice way of doing things. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next uh, developer on our list today, uh, we've got that game company creator of games like Flow, Flower, and most notably Journey. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys taken a look at the pictures that they've been posting and stuff? Yeah, yeah. that one tweet with the uh, two candles they, and, they and it, it kind of rem- game about giving. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's funny because like I saw the picture with, like the two candles and it's like. This kind of reminds me of like a Christmas game. Like this could be a Christmas <laughs> game, and then I said, "This <laughs> is a game about like- giving," and I'm like, "Christmas game confirmed." <laughs> Hanukkah. Christmas Hanukkah. 2016. Um, yeah. Finally, the little match girl adapted into a video game. <laughs> Finally, um, what we've all wanted. 
Is there anything you guys are potentially looking forward from? Uh, or first of all, I suppose, have you guys both played any of their older games? No. No? Not so much? Oh, they're an experience, man. Mm-hmm. I hear they are. It's not something you want to miss out on. I'll say that. Like, even if you, even if you don't like it, it's still, it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'll take your word on they're it. They're all pretty crazy. And they all almost have, um... Similar to a, like... Uh, Shadow of the stu- Colossus? Yeah, kind of, like, but I was thinking mm-hmm. almost uh, Studio Ghibli Miyazaki. Yeah, sort of, yeah. As far as their message. Definitely. I get stuff it. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lot of their stuff is about... Uh, they've touched on genocide. They've touched on um, uh, environmental problems. Yeah, uh, they did that with Flower. And, um, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're doing here. Um, the other two pictures that they showed off, uh, there was... Um, three almost angelic-looking figures. Um, almost uh, like cherub little guys. Oh, I've know. not seen this image. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let me see if I can try to pull it up real quick. But well, something interesting from uh, that one game company mm-hmm. is uh, I read an interview from one of the developers that basically said when they design games, they do it from emotions first. Absolutely. They don't do it from mechanics. They they basically say to themselves what emotion do we want to draw out from the player right and something it's very unique yeah absolutely all right so one of those pictures has grass on it christmas game deconfirmed (laughs) right um (laughs) stonehenge game confirmed. that almost looks like a um a shot from breath of the wild sort of uh, from the new zelda game colorful yeah Yeah, yeah. uh with that field kind of look and the stone structure yeah and And does that say 2017 2017 it looks like uh is going to be the thing but uh the center picture here which for the audience is um it's a taller picture it's got the cloud a star some glowing object in a stony ruin and a flowery glade um (laughs) that's probably going to be the actual poster for it that's like yeah. what the thing is going to look mm-hmm. like because um, it matches up with some of their older ones well well, my question would be um is this going to be not not to insult them but mm-hmm. is this going to be a full-length game uh i because imagine Flower... it's only going to be like a 20 dollar sort of thing like journey well, was i just i'm i'm yeah. as much as i love that one game company uh, they don't have their uh, the games that i've played from them don't last longer than about three or four hours no, not generally. Yeah, but I mean they only ever charge like twenty bucks or even yeah, flow and, I, and flower. I got like the five bucks. I got the three pack collection for yeah. like twenty twenty five bucks, Maybe. which was yeah. worth it. Absolutely, but um, I just uh, I really wish they would make a longer game. Right. So, and for those of you who don't know, uh, that game company is a subsidiary of um, Santa Monica Studios, which is uh, Sony Santa Monica. Yeah, this I was is still going to be a PS4 exclusive. In touch with Sony. Um, yeah. No, they are they are a direct lineage of Sony so that that's still going to be uh, exclusive over there but if you're interested in this sort of game uh, Abzu uh, which is made by Giant Squid Productions which um, has people from that game company in it um, Abzu released earlier this year on PlayStation 4 it's going to be coming to the Xbox One um, a little bit later uh, next year so uh, but the other notable thing is the blue and white style is actually their um, it's the style motif. of their logo. Yeah, uh, that has been gone for several years, so I don't know if it has something with to the, do with the that. hand reaching to the clouds right. or whatever. So it definitely could have something to do with that, but I don't know. We'll just have to see. Uh, mm. But uh, finally, we do have uh, the two bigger studios on the list: Arcane Studios, makers of Dishonored, uh, just announced Dishonored Two has gone gold. Uh, with the infamous saying, uh, shall we gather for whiskey and cigars tonight? Um, so. Oh, yes, I would. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I, don't, I don't do either, by the way. But, hey. It's okay. First time you for everything. Do. First time you for everything. There is. <laughs> I'm more on the whiskey side than the cigar. But that's, that's yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, so that's coming out um, next Friday from now. That's the 11th. Ooh, that's coming out next Friday? Very that's soon, co- next week. Ooh. Coming out super soon, and I still haven't finished the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta get on that. Um, <laughs> could you clarify yeah. what get gold means for anyone who doesn't sure, know? Sure, yeah. Uh, going gold means that um, a game has been printed. Uh, so that the initial product has been finished, and discs are being printed. They're uh, in production. And that was earlier, I think that was last week. Um, so they're 
getting it all printed and shipping it out, uh, which is awfully close to the release date for the most part. Mm. I was a little surprised. Um, but they it could be part of the reason why they've said that they are not going to be sending review copies um, to people just because Which they don't is, have any review copies to give. I know, but that makes mm-hmm. people a little nervous. It does, but that's something myself. Bethesda always does. Doom didn't have yeah, one. Doom Skyrim did didn't have thing. one. Um, they, they just, they, Bethesda's not about that life. <laughs> Bethesda is on its own tracks. Yeah, they do their own thing. They don't care. Yeah. Um, well, as, as someone who's playing through Dishonored recently, you said, Adam, uh, what do you think about Dishonored 2? Uh, Dishonored as, 2. Uh, from what you've seen, I guess. Uh, looks all right. Yeah. Uh, not too hype for it. Like I'm not as big as I'm. I'm not as big on like the Dishonored sort of thing that Bethesda does as I am like Elder Scrolls. Sure. But I. But the first one was kind of fun. Like I had some fun with it, and I bet the second one was just going to expand on that. Yeah. No. I. It's definitely. Uh, it's my most anticipated game for this year for sure. So I, mine is still Punta Coaster. Uh, but it's coming up November seventh, uh, we have news coming out of Bioware for their famous or potentially infamous, in seven day, um, mm-hmm. where they always promise to announce something and very rarely ever actually announce anything. They did not <laughs> announce Jack Diddley last year. Yeah, so <laughs> Let me tell you. always a little bit of promise, but they did have a little teaser this year. Uh, have you guys checked that out? Yeah. Uh, a bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, with them uh, standing on the moon and preparing to journey off into the Andromeda Which, which kind of reminds me of the uh, the Transformers trailer where they were dark of the moon moon. yeah that's the first thing i thought of and i don't know why i i don't because it was the moon you shouldn't think about things like that i really shouldn't um but mass effect 4 transformers (laughs) transformers Transformers cybertron confirmed (laughs) um pre-order for optimus prime i i would i'd do it (laughs) i i would like optimus prime as like a spaceship or something yeah bring it on they had transformers Um, in space that movie I, i know with Orson Welles as the Death Star. What? That was a thing. Yeah, he played um, uh, Omnicron. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. The, which the was planet bas- eating thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say. Is that the bad guy in uh, Mass yeah. Effect Andromeda? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Omnicron. We're bringing Orson Welles back from the yeah. dead for it. There you go. Um, <laughs> well, they did it to Shepard. And- <clears throat> Why not? Why not? Um, they have the technology. But did you guys <laughs> notice the new design for the N7 armor? Was yeah. there anything about it that bothered you? Uh... Again, like again, not not ex- Mass Effect, not exactly my big thing. Sure, but you know, didn't really bug me that much. Sure, it, it didn't make me go like, "What is this? Yeah, <laughs> what is this thing?" I mean, I guess Garbage. it looked practical. The helmet looked weird to me. Yeah, the, the helmet looked more like um, what we saw in previous games with the Corian race. Yeah, um, uh, Talia was yeah. her name. Tali. Tali. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was more like their style, which inherently means that it looks more like the, uh, Geth robot style stuff too. So I don't know. Which is like the, the Doom robots from Mass Effect, right? From the first one. Uh, they were the bad guys, but they, they were, um, the reason why they look like the Quarians is because the Quarians made the Geth. It's a long story. Play Mass Effect. And if you want to know the story for the Geth and the Quarians, Play more to find out. Well, you could play Mass Effect, or you could play, or you could watch Battlestar Galactica because it's literally the same story. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, but um, no, the thing that stood out to me is it looks very similar to what Shepard was usually wearing. Um, well, it still had the end, but it has like a hoodie thing. <laughs> yeah, which I saw is that. Uh, it bothered me so much. They're gonna they're gonna make moon graffiti now. Yeah, they've got this little white flap sticking out and then there's like this weird little hoodie. I'm like, well you don't need a space hoodie. What what is what are you doing with that? <laughs> to look cool in space. But uh To pr- protect them from the sun. I'm hoping he's more involved with the project than just a voiceover for one trailer, but uh the voiceover was Clancy Brown. Clancy um, Clancy uh, Brown. The Kurgan himself. Um so he it, he played the live-action uh, Kurgan in Highlander back in the day, but uh, you guys probably know him as Mr. Krabs. Oh! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> there it is. No, <laughs> no, I knew who that was, but like okay. I forgot the name. Yeah. Okay. No, he's all over the place, does all kinds of voice acting. Uh, he's and in he, Clone Wars. Is he um, participating in the strike? Just like you're asking Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which we covered last uh, week. Yeah. Mm. But Mass Effect probably already has most of its stuff taken care of. It's probably not going to be a big deal since that's coming out in spring, probably. Yeah. Um, 
So the late like fall next year is the earliest stuff that's going to be really affected by that, assuming it yeah. keeps going. Um, but now, so um, who knows? But yeah, that's that, that's kind of the end of our news stuff. Uh, so for the last ten minutes or so here, uh, we're going to talk pick up a little bit what we talked about last time with uh, New Game Plus. Um, so what is New Game Plus? I, I've got a little definition here uh, that's. A feature in a game where a game can be replayed with all previous unlocked unlockables and they are accessible from the beginning of the game instead of having to find them again. Sometimes this also includes a special difficulty level. Um, Do do you guys agree with that? Is there anything that you want to add to that? Or is that pretty comprehensive? Yeah, basically, uh, to redefine, it's when you build a character in the game and then at the end of the game, you go back to the start of the game with the build you have already. Right. Yeah, and sometimes you can even collect the stuff you've already collected. Yeah, yeah, like if it, if character. you get another thing. Yeah, if yeah. the unlockable or the collectible was like giving you experience points, sometimes they'll put those back in so you can still get experience points on your second playthrough. Yeah, um, absolutely. Or you, or you can get like the legendary sword and then go back and play it again. And get two yeah, legendary you can, swords. You can unlock certain things on completing the game on harder difficulties. Yeah. So, it, it, well, for you guys, is, is New Game Plus something that, um, when a game has it, is that something they should be bragging about in their advertising and marketing leading up to it? Like, hey, you can play the game with New Game Plus. Is it a selling point? I feel like, or it, is it just a sort of a bonus? Uh, it feels more like a bonus to me. Just like you shouldn't brag, like, hey, play your game so you can play it again, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Which is the Borderlands. Well, Borderlands marketing plan. Right. Well, and in some ways, uh, you, you know, people talk about replayability and stuff. So if replay- replayability is desirable, do they want to? Yeah, I mean, them? go ahead, Adam. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, were you going to say anything? <laughs> no, go, I, was, go I, was, I think if a game has replayability, then that I mean, some people specifically look for replayability. Sure. In their Absolutely. games, yeah, I mean, they uh, like feeling powerful. Yeah, replayability can like be different things. It can be like you played through the same thing as like at, like you did the first time, or mm-hmm. like in like let's say in an open world like uh, the Elder Scrolls games. Like when you beat the game, you can just go on with the rest of the game, or and do like some of the smaller stuff. You can do some of the quests, and that well, in in a sense kind of is replayability. Or you know you can just like start the game over again and try a whole different path. <laughs> well, would you would you call that New Game Plus though? Well, n- no, like what I said earlier, not really. Hmm. Like New Game Plus is specifically for me. Play the game again, but this time you're better. But this time it's for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. time you get to keep the shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it to me anyway, it always does feel a little bit more like a bonus to the point that New Game Plus, I believe, actually kind of started as almost an Easter egg. Like you got to the end of the game and it was like surprise. Now you can go through with all the stuff you I, already yeah. have. I'll admit, I have to disagree with that. I really, really like uh, New Game Plus features because it means that you don't have to completely start over. And I mean, granted, you don't completely start over when you play a new game. You still have your skills and experience, but it's like when you you have New Game Plus, you have something to show for it. Sure. And it's a lot easier because you already went through the hard part. This is the... Mm -hmm. Now you get to play around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my favorite games that uh, does New Game Plus. I don't. I'm fe- I feel like we're going to get to it eventually. <laughs> we, we will. We will. Uh, I'll get back to that. So hold on to that thought. Yeah. Hold uh, on. To okay. It. Um, but uh, continuing where we were, though, um, when should New Game Plus be used, or should it just be on everything? I I feel like if the game allows you to make your character in game stronger, I feel like New Game Plus can be kind of cool. So if it has like an RPG upgradable element. Yeah, but I don't think you should. Yeah, but I feel like if you get to the point where if you just play through it again, you're just going to breeze through it, it's probably not worth it just because, you know, it's not very intriguing. Sure. But, so, like, in a... What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> I want And to use an example, like Dark Souls, you play through the game and you get really strong, and then when you play again, you're not just breezing it's... through it again. You have stronger enemies and, like, yeah. sometimes new obstacles. Sure. I, I would disagree. I Like I said, I really like New Game Plus. Uh, I would be of the opinion that every game should have a New Game Plus. Okay. Because my, my response to people who don't like New Game Plus is, so what does it matter? You can still start a new game. Well, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's no reason for it not to be there. And the people who like it love it, usually, including myself. 
Well, um, sure, but uh, with uh, I know uh, you brought up Dark Souls, Adam. Does Dark Souls have a new game plus? Yeah, it in, has, has a new game a plus way, and a new game kind of. plus plus and a new. Game. It, <laughs> it goes on for a while and then it just stops. You you start over uh, the game in the same place you were at the original start of the game, but you keep all your equipment, level, experience. But the enemies are a little more difficult. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's a new. Yeah. It's a new game plus. It's yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, uh, the if you're keeping all the stuff that you had and um, if you're basically okay. if you're basically That's just playing through the main game again, then yeah, I would consider it a new game plus. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it is it is harder. I I don't know. It's Dark Souls is kind of a weird example of new game plus. I feel like the first one, at least, it was pretty new game plus. I I hear the sequels are a bit more like they add some stuff, they add some more challenges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, is um is there a game that you can think of that maybe shouldn't have a new game plus again? Uh, I don't, mm. Nothing in, a, to mind. in a way, well, no, <laughs> it's, I used to be reasonably into Borderlands 2, and what I just could not stand was you played through the game the first time, and you're pretty high level, and then there was a new game plus after that. Mm-hmm. You played through that, you beat the final boss, and then there's like a new game plus plus where in the first two versions of the game or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the enemies have specific levels for specific areas. In the third New Game Plus, the enemies level up with you, and that takes all the fun away from it, for me at least. They scale? Yeah, they okay. scale with you. And that, that just it makes me feel kind of frustrated because it's like you can't go anywhere to grind, and as soon as you reach the level cap, you can't get any better. Okay. You have hmm. to be a certain skill level, and there's a certain point where even even skill doesn't help you because you're just overwhelmed. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. So with the inclusion or omission of New Game Plus in a game, does do you get, does that say anything about the game to you? Uh, even if it's like lazy developers or something it's, like that. Hey, like, they're at least trying to get some replayability out of it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. for the people that... that um, Definitely, uh, who are included? Yeah, so I guess let, let's start with that then. So for people that include it, for games that include it, what does that say about their game? Our game is fun, so fun that you'd like to play it a second time. We assume you're going to play it again. <laughs> we sure hope. Yeah, and and uh, part oh, of it. Oh, go ahead, man. I mean, and then sometimes like games will add new content, a new game plus to you know inspire the player to play again. I don't know. It's like. Maybe they just put it in because they think it'd be fun, and sometimes they just put it in because it'll make them play longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, some of it is... I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. What, what was the question? <laughs> no, it's I can't for, believe... for games that include... Oh, what does it plus? say about the game? Sorry. What does it say um, for me, part of it is even catharsis. Sure. I mean, um, we were talking about Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Uh, a big part of it is it's like... Now it's playtime. You have plenty of ammo. Your your weapons are pretty well upgraded. You know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of running around with a shotgun, just like, oh, just like killing zombies as you sure. please. I still feel there's a bit of challenge to it. Just, maybe, even if well, it's no, just, yeah, there's always even if it, challenge. Even if it's just a bare minimum, is. then yeah. Because Resident Evil 4 is made like that, and that's yeah. cool. I guess something that I'd add is uh, just games that include it generally seem to be stuff that's more oriented toward power fantasy area, where yeah, you, you want yeah. to be the most powerful thing that you can be. Um, even in something like Dark Souls, which people obviously talk about as punishing and stuff, the ultimate goal is to overcome that and become ridiculously powerful. It, yeah. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's the goal of it. Um, whereas a lot of uh, horror games... Um, not so much Resident Evil because Resident Evil, or at least newer Resident, Resident Evil Evil's Four, is a a turning interesting point creature. to say the least. <laughs> uh, but even like the original Resident Evil and stuff, like it's new something game plus wouldn't have really that, had a point, right? It, it, the whole thing uh, in a lot of older horror and even some newer horror is depowering. That it, it, it's purposely taking things away from it's you. making you vulnerable, right? And, and in that case, the omission of it, I, I think helps a little bit but what, what do you guys think about games that omit that that do not have new game plus does that say anything about the game to me uh, i mean it doesn't it doesn't really break it for me if it does have a new game plus yeah it's it, not i'm not just like break. Eh. it okay. kind of makes me feel like 
New Game Plus would be for games that are fun to play and you get a catharsis from them. If a game doesn't have New Game Plus, then that would... That kind of signifies to me, this is a narrative experience. You're not meant to play it more than sure. once, in a way. Yeah. I, um, I, I think a good example of, like, New Game Plus in the sense of catharsis is the Metal, the Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. They have, like, New Game Plus and, like, when you beat the game or, like, when you meet certain requirements. Yeah, and that's a very story-driven game. Yeah, and then... And then but, like... The first playthrough, you're just getting the story of the game. But, like, when you play it on repeated playings, it's like, the story doesn't matter as much. You can skip the cutscenes now. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you have these new upgrades that basically kind of make the game a bit easier for you. Like, so you'll play through it again, but this time you will have the bandana of infinite ammo or, like, well, the gun yeah, of that's, infinite that's ammo. Like cheat stuff, too, though. Like, yeah, uh, that, that's uh, unlocking bonuses and cheats and stuff like yeah. that. That's not necessarily New Game Plus. And to my knowledge, I don't I think mean, they have any I mean, Metal Gear. It's kind of... My my uh, roommates from across the hall were... He, he was telling me how there's, like, there's a weapon you can unlock in MGS3 that's, like, mm-hmm. super crazy powerful. Yeah. Right. It, was it the... It's, it's the easy gun, right? It, like... I have no idea. I've not uh, played it, an MGS a, game. I think it's the... I think it's called the easy gun, and all it does is, like, yeah, okay. it's, you get it on, like, either super Very easy mode or, like, through right. really tough unlocking. So, a quick search does say that um, Resident Evil 4 and Metal Gear both feature weapons that can be unlocked in subsequent playthroughs um, via kind of a New Game Plus thing, but it's only, like, a half-baked New Game Plus, where it's, like, one or two items, and not everything you've collected. Well, no, so. Resident, Resident Evil 4, I know you get to keep all your stuff. Yeah, At least like in the that. Xbox 360 version. Uh, yeah, and which is what the, I played. The, uh, the GameCube version does too, which was what I played mostly. Yeah, like you keep all the health and and items health, you got. Health, ammo, okay. weapons, items, yeah, anything. And, like, and you know the collectibles, like you go through a period of time so the you can... treasures. Yeah, so you could like actually complete them and sell them for a high price. <laughs> Stranger. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, yeah, that's kind of the New Game Plus stuff. I, or, so, New Game Plus, you guys have played New Game Plus, I've played New Game Plus. Yeah. What's your favorite instance of New Game Plus? Maybe they did something interesting with it, maybe it was something about how they raised the difficulty, maybe it was something like they gave you like a special weapon or something like that. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe not my favorite, but probably one of the best examples, and the fir- and one of the first examples, Chrono Trigger, how mm-hmm. they handled oh. New Game Plus. Is uh, uh they they do this thing where you beat the game and you and you start again. You have your items, you have your levels, but you can play the game on like a different path. Like, cause you know, Chrono Trigger has like optional things that you can do where you can like get new party members or like get i get certain items and like just play the game on like a different way. So like, like let's say at one point of the game you can face the final boss early. You can do that and get a new ending. Huh. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Or, like, you can opt to do side quests differently. That'll result in, like, a different sort of, like, how it ends. And Interesting. Is that is that part of why people say Chrono Trigger is so revolutionary? Because uh, I've never played it myself. Uh, there's a It'll, lot of reasons for that. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons. One yeah, I know there was yeah. that, uh, the soundtrack obviously for Chrono Trigger is the, like a huge deal. The soundtrack, the characters, mm-hmm. the story, yeah, no, the combat, was, the entire game. Otherwise, yes, it, yes, basically the entire game was ten out of ten perfect. Yeah, no, it, it's one of those things where it was a doing things that um, a lot of other games wouldn't try for another generation or two past that. Huh. Uh, similar yeah. to how like when you play the Metal Gear or Solid on PlayStation, like it was doing cinematic close-ups and stuff on character models that really didn't need to be put that close to a camera um <laughs> like it was just like okay your graphics are not that good but i i appreciate what you're doing. i can see all three pixels uh, on a for effort. I, I can see a all three effort. pixels on snake's face thank you yeah <laughs> thanks um but yeah no so ian what, what's one of your favorite ones um as i said resident evil 4 i liked it a lot um just to mention, though, uh, I will mention my least favorite integration of New Game Plus. I feel like I have to mention okay. this. Okay, bring it up. Just uh, to highlight it, since you already talked Journey. about Resi. Journey. Okay. Journey had the worst integration of New Game Plus. You think so. Because, uh, and this is even funnier, because that game company is coming out with a new game, and I, I, if anyone from that company happens to listen to this podcast, <laughs> which is a very slim <laughs> chance, but who knows. Could happen. Please who knows? don't have a New Game Plus. 
<laughs> just don't because the way Journey worked. Have you? Have either of you? I've well, played. I know Adam. Has. I, I've, I've done no, it. I have not. Have you? Have you done the new game plus? Or? Uh, I've gone through and played it multiple times, which essentially is the new game plus. Well, yeah. yeah um, they did this weird thing where if you play through it, and I, I don't want to say you beat it because it's a it's a narrative game and it's not really about beating it. Um, you get the option to go through these weird portals throughout mm-hmm. the levels, and you can skip to entirely different parts of the game. And it sure. really grinded my gears because I mean that's I, like a level select sort of thing. I mean that's not. Well, I know, but I I understand why it was there. But my problem with it was that I played the game and I was completely just floored. I was blown away. It was an emotional... It was a journey. Sure. It was a journey. Um, it's the name. Yeah, I mean, that's... He said the name. He said the name. But he said what, it. <clears throat> what happened was one of my friends who's not super into video games, I was like, hey, hey, you need to play this game. It will change you. It is just a really good game. So he's, I finally got him you know, in my room got to sit down it. and play it. And he started it normally, and then he went up and he was like, oh, what's up on this cliff? And all of a sudden, he skipped half the game. So was he and playing on your file that you had already started yeah, or something? No, I didn't, I didn't know this because I hadn't done okay. a new game plus yet. And because of this, he skipped out on almost the entire experience. That's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. and that, yeah. that just... It made me furious yeah, because so he, it was, he, he was still in the hub world and he just went into one of the portals. Yeah, he didn't know, and I didn't know, and it. Okay. The entire game is about the experience, and it was his I first sub- time, yeah, I, and he just assumed that was the whole thing. And I'm like, no, it's uh, there's so up. much more. You messed up bad. Um, Get on, goof kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But no, I mean, I did not like that integration of okay. New Game Plus. That's I mean, one of the few. I get one of the reasons they did that with um, trying to get the white robe and all the collectibles and stuff. Yeah, like that. and mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I kind of get that. I that's uh, in terms in terms of an experience. Like I said, for for me, New Game Plus should be for fun games, I guess, or like mm-hmm. games that involve a lot of catharsis. Yeah, not for narrative games. Shout out the Colossus is for me. Shout out to Classes also does New Game Plus. Kind of, uh, I wouldn't say amazing, but it does it pretty well. It does it very well, yes. Yeah, like, okay. you like you know, on regular playthroughs, you get, like, oh, your stats are the same. But, like, you can, all, you can also go through, like, time trials and unlock new items that sort of make the game yeah, a bit was, more fun and a bit easier, I guess. That was what Shadow of the Colossus was all about, kind of. Yeah, it was, Shadow of the Colossus was another one of those games that was just, like, 10 out of 10 everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely the gameplay and the narrative, absolutely. the music was all good. Right. Well, uh, the one that I guess comes to mind for me with uh, New Game Plus is um, the Batman Arkham games. Um, oh, I've really? always enjoyed huh. the New Game Plus on those. Yeah, they uh, what they usually do is they up the difficulty. Um, one of the ways that they end up doing that too is obviously they, they're fa- the enemies are faster and stuff like did that. Did they get rid of the reflex? They get rid timing? of the um, the marker that pops over yeah, people's heads. That's um, what it was. So yeah, you don't have any indication other than just animation cues. Uh, for attacks, and it's pretty fun. Like I've always enjoyed yep. those. Um, plus the boss fights, like we mentioned earlier with Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is an iconic boss fight. It's Very great. much so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that kind of wraps up our show tonight, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Gaming Maw again. Again, this was recorded November 3rd, 2016. Uh, and yes. thanks for joining us. We had a good time talking, and we hope you had a good time listening. Have a good night, guys.